If you're easily offended, jokes are you. If you secretly hate women, jokes are you. It's Tally, Mel, and Lauren talking about whoring, how not to be boring. I think that was a B flat. What's up, mm. friends? Let's just call it a B flat. I feel like that always applies. I added a B flat. Yeah. Isn't somebody's name B flat? Isn't like somebody rebranded to B flat with a PH? I feel like it is. I don't know. That doesn't that, sound that feels like something I would want to know about. Lauren, look, I have a planner. It's a comedian. I'm so proud. Planner gang bitches have their lives organized. Oh, B flat so is proud. a female comedian. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember her when I was doing my like comedian homework when I first started I remember her. I've never heard of that person she has a really funky like um short haircut like a really cute auntie cut okay then B flat shout out um but yeah so where's up um we can just get right into it it's fucking June bitch my birthday isn't exactly well by the time this airs whew, okay math is hurting but at, at this point my, my birthday is in 13 days my birthday is on the 27th <laughs> birthday bitch so get into it. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. I'm very it's going to be a great birthday. I'm happy for you. It's going to be, be a great birthday. And mm-hmm. your birthday's pride. And it's your golden birthday. It's my golden birthday. Your golden birthday. I think it's World AIDS Day, too. Okay, so we're just celebrating it all. A, yeah. Well, you know. I've always been a girl of days, you know? So I think that. I, you know, even when I was a little girl, I've always been a, not attracted to, but like drawn to gay men. I always thought they were so cool because I look like I said, I made Charlie watch Too Long Food with me when I, um, when I came over there. I've loved that movie since I was a little girl. So shout out to the gays. I was born during our month because we are here. Um, the gays. Shout out to your golden birthday. Are you going to get a gold shower? Will your boo be in town? The people want to know. I am going to, we are going to be in Mexico. We're going to be in Cancun. Oh, I'm very excited. Yes, Ole, I have not lost a single pound, but my nigga like it. Whatever. Don't nobody care. Don't nobody Bring care. To Mexico, if you got to pay for it. Bathing suits are going to be bathing suiting. It's going to be great. Um, I don't know about the golden shower, friend. Not quite sure about that, but um, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. They have. I've already looked up every restaurant on the facility. They have Guy Fieri has a burger bar, and the- I'm so jealous. That is my first fucking stop. I'll probably be there several times throughout the week. This is my type of bitch. The bitch that looks up restaurants before the trip. Because that's what the most the fuck, uh, parasailing and, and, and yeah, a little zipline and ATVs, bitch. Where's the food? Who's hungry? I'm not jumping into no goddamn grotto and shit, bitch. Where's the food? Especially I will jump in a grotto. I can't jump in a grotto on an empty stomach. I'm petite. I'll wash away. <laughs> You'll get drifted away with the goddamn way. Like, where's Lauren? We didn't feed her. She drowned. So not a drowning. <laughs> so I need to know how to swim. That's another story for another day. But um, let's get into it. So we're we gonna jokes of the week first or upcoming shows first. Oh, uh, oh, we all three of us have shows today, Thursday. Thursday. Yes. I don't even have my phone. Oh, so y'all two yet. on the same show, and then I'm on the show after that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have we working. 
Yes, y'all check the Instagrams. We got shows. Niggas are outside. Comedy is back. Mm-hmm. Comedy so, back. I need to uh, get on the stage at some point this week to work out because I have not touched the stage since like March. And then mm-hmm. since I haven't been as depressed, well, other than this past couple of days, I haven't had to, like much material to write. So we're, we're working on that. Tuesday is not good for a comedy career. You have to be depressed. Recording on um Tuesday. Tuesday is a great open mic night. Way better than Wednesday. Um, what is, okay, I'm not mic. going to redact it. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not going well, to. There's several, there's several Tuesday. There's a lot of mics all over now. Again, they're popping, springing back up. Niggas is running rooms and shit. So there's, there's uh, places to work out. Okay. And that's for all y'all that are listening to ask me and giving me about comedy. Literally, there's no magic formula. I didn't do anything special. I went to open mics and I kept going to them. That's literally it. And then you get to, oh. I saw, um, shout out to Landon. He's the real nigga of the week. I saw Landon. He works at, oh, I can't, I guess I can't tell y'all 2000 people where he works, but he works at a restaurant that I went to yesterday. I'll text y'all where it is. And he's a bartender. I walk in, he's like, man, I said, oh, and he really took care of us. So shout out to him. So, um, he gave us like hella shots. Okay. Was I was very drunk yesterday. Had to sleep it off. Um, oh. Again, shout out to Uptown. They are closed officially at their old location as of yesterday. That is yeah. Uptown Comedy Club as far as Hateville location is no longer. So that is wow. their era. Chapter two, part due, location due in the um, Uptown Comedy Club. I think they're going to reopen? Yeah, I think they're moving. So, Thank oh, and Starbar's back. Starbar's back too. So shit is Liddy in the city, man. Comedy is booming. And a bitch is trying to be outside. Yes, I, um... Had a show. I did um, Lisa's Love is Trash show last week. Uh, it was really great. And I told a, sh- a joke that I didn't even get a chance to really finish it because it overwhelmed me so much because I knew it was funny before I finished it. And then I told the punchline and people laughed exactly as I thought that they should. And that made me laugh even more. So I took up like a strong minute of my set just cackling on stage and it felt so, 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 so good. So I'm excited to tell that joke again and get through it like a normal person uh, and see how people react to it being told normally. Perfect. That's great. We love a good joke. I was able I'm coming out of my show more and more to my coworkers. We had a work event that I was almost attacked on, but um, not attacked, but whatever. But yeah, I was telling them my jokes, like telling them the jokes that I had, but me telling the jokes were so funny that they were like really, really laughing. They were like, you're not even doing it for real. And it's hilarious. So that was really good. So- um, How were you almost attacked? No, I didn't say it. I'm talking about the car accident that I had on the way there. Which oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna get to it. Um, but yeah, so, and I was also attacked by the rain almost because literally as soon as I got there, it started like the world and the sky opened up. It was some real world of world shit. I thought it was a giant alien about to come murderize us. I was terrified. But um, okay, let's get into the jokes of the week. I want to go last because I'm I got a whole thing. Mine is brief. Um, my joke of the week is you bitches that call into 94.5. That's 94.5. Um, I don't is it know. the beat? Is it the beat? Beats, Atlanta's beats, heart to beat, whomever. I was in my vehicle. The streets. It's the, the streets. streets. Yeah. You bitches that call into the streets, which should be your first indication that you're doing something wrong. But um, I was in my car when it was working. Um, RIP to Kiki right now. She's laid up. She's not doing well. She's sick and shut in. So send prayers up to Kiki the sneak. Um, that's the name of my car. But before she was down bad, I was driving and I just so happened to be scrolling through and I listened to the radio because my Bluetooth wasn't connected. And there was a segment or this um, guy was reading a letter about a woman who was like, look, I'm not really comfortable with sending my son 
over to my baby father's house to spend the night. He only has a one bedroom apartment. He'd be having a lot of shit go on. So I don't feel comfortable with that. Before they played any responses, I said, watch bitches out of their free time call to defend somebody, a nigga they do not fucking know about this, this woman is, listen, I don't know why people want to not believe baby mothers so bad. I don't know why they want to vilify all baby mothers. As a matter of fact, I heard another story. A bitch was like, this nigga's doing everything. He's canceled his kids. His mama, his baby mother is a hoe. She be fucking in hotels and got the kids staying in hotels. Why does that nigga have them kids in the hotels while she's working? You see what I'm saying? It's always shifts back to the baby mother. So it's all of you bitches that called it 94.5 talking about why she ain't letting him go because he has one bedroom you're not gonna let him be a father because he got a one bedroom bitch go to hell and you probably crying about a raggedy crusty butt nigga right now and you want bitches to be an army for you but you can't even do it for the other women around you before y'all open your lips to defend a grown ass man close your fucking mouth and he knew he had kids when he had that one bedroom apartment you could have just stayed by nana and them because she probably got more than one bedroom so and she know him better than us. She obviously has reasons. She all, he got all kind of shit going on. I don't know what that means, but that means this nigga don't need to be staying overnight in no one bedroom. And she didn't say, here's another thing, because niggas, my baby mama won't let me see my kids. My baby daddy was saying that when he was making no effort. These niggas can see their kids. Their eyes be closed. And then <laughs> open their eye, peel their eye open so they can see their kid, and they put sunglasses on. But they could see these motherfucking kids if they wanted to. They, they apply oh, no picture with a judge. They, why are you calling my son at 2 a.m. talking about what Jaden doing? Jaden is sleep. Like a child. Like a child. Like I was. <sighs> well, I, I think that um, people have a very dangerous misconception of what it means to parent, especially when it comes to fathers. And I'm only speaking for the Black community because I don't know white people like that. But um, I think that a lot of times people feel like if any father makes any effort, and not even effort, it could be like bare minimum, the bar is on the floor, they're digging under it. It's like that's parenting. When people were talking about- A Father's Day photo, and I'm talking about this, his son, 15. He been posting the same four-year-old birthday party pic for the last 15 Because he hasn't seen the baby. He wasn't on scene. Right. Um, people were talking about Nick Cannon and how he has all these kids, which I think it's mental illness. He has all these children. That whole tip right by all these different women and people people I follow and I thought that were like decent minded people that had common sense I'm like well if he taking care of them kids it ain't nobody business you cannot take care of all those children even if you're sending money you cannot take care like what is care to you that sending money is parenting it's fucking not they say pay for it. That's what they mean by he can afford to have. Now, raising them is a bitch-ass mama's responsibilities. That's what they think. That's exactly what they think. Any nigga that says, I want to spread my seed needs to be locked up. And here's but why. You, that, why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a pandemic. You want to spread seeds after we just had a global catastrophe? Future is out here fucking anything raw. and get. I told you, my homegirl don't have shit, okay? She's a beautiful girl. Shout out to you. I ain't going to say your name because this isn't really the moment to bring you up. She don't have shit. Bitch. And he was ready to frog dog her. Right after meeting her for five minutes, he was ready to stick that, I'm talking about medium rare cock in her stomach. And if she would have been pregnant, y'all would have been looking at my friend on the shade room like this stupid bitch. But she, she- If she would have been pregnant, he would have tried to have her murdered. Murdered if he didn't kill her himself. But she was smart enough to be like, you know what? I was, I was going to fuck him, but when he tried to do it raw, I was turned off by the whole celebrity sex experience. By, by the time the ninth baby comes, you're not even getting no perks to no, to no, no money at that point. No, like the baby mama trickle down that check. That's your check is in a 360 deal with eight other baby mamas. Like yep. your your baby mama check is signed to a baby mama that's signed to a baby mama that's signed to a baby mama. Like this, this I would have to drop that baby off with one of the prior baby mamas. Yeah, I'm passing up. Whoever is like, I'm a couple baby mamas up for me, I guess generations or whatever. 
I would just give my kids to her. Yeah, because what I can't do is take care of it. So it's not even worth it at that point. You may as well just have a, a baby by a local nigga. You get the same amount of money, nothing. Or a nigga that work at the post office. Bitch, Future is a local money. nigga. He's local. Anybody who mentions Steve Harvey in a diss track is local. Because Eliza Ryan, you know, has been drugged through the court system. Hello? Had to Y'all can get you sibling. Niggas work at UPS or the post office. The post office. That the job, if you don't have to see that often. He gonna pay some bills. He gonna support you. He gonna be sleep most of the time because he work at the post office overnight. Like y'all leave these rappers alone. They have at they, least the nigga that drive UPS got to drive by your neighborhood sometimes. You know where he's at. Now, mind you, UPS niggas ain't shit either. And the reality is none of these niggas are shit. But at least the UPS nigga, he can't afford to just spread his seed. He might think twice. Well, they be doing it anyway. They don't think twice. They, they do. just be doing it. Um. But my joke of the week uh, is also um, brief. At least it should be. Um, so I was sucking dick on Saturday. Okay. This is completely unrelated, but it was a big fat monster cock, which I deserve. So I'm very excited that that happened to me. Um, but the joke of the week is that, uh, you know how like you're lazily like sucking dick, like watching a show at the same time. It's just something oh, to do. I- you sucked a dick. Um, she ain't never seen a dick dick in her life. Anyway, um, you ain't got to put your top hat on for me, uh, Captain Cap. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, so I was sucking dick, uh, watching, uh, diners, uh, drive-ins and dives with Guy Fieri. Uh, and I'm focused on what I'm doing. Apparently the gentleman is still into the show, which is fine by me. And all I, I have a mouthful of dick. All I hear is, is that E-40? And because I wasn't paying attention to the show, I felt like somehow E-40 was in the room. But apparently E-40 was like guest starring on diners, uh, drive-ins and dives. And so I spit out this big monster cock and had a fit of laughter, uh, which I found to be really funny. Because is that E-40 is not something you want to hear when you're sucking dick. Honestly, you suck a dick to diners, dives, and drive throughs and whatever the fuck is the funniest part of that to me because what a tally ass thing <laughs> to suck a dick to. Are like that's very the food, the food, I'm already into it. So like what into the dick, into the food. That's just kind of two of my things put together in the same situation. Like I'm essentially participating in my top two out of three favorite activities. So uh, it was really great for me. But is that E-40 fucked me up? Oh, you baking a cake or some shit? A pie? No, no, no. So food and sex are my favorite. Um, And then I guess my third would be doing comedy. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's great. Uh, But is that E-40? That's my joke. Okay, I have this. Let me just vent on my jokes of the week, bitch, because I've been through it. So my first joke of the week is the fact that people's vehicles keep hitting my vehicles and I'm fucking sick of it. I got into a car accident like three weeks ago. This very nice Amish lady backed into my vehicle in the airport parking garage. Pissed, very small ding. I took it to the shop last week. They're gonna fix it. They're also gonna fix some other shit that didn't have nothing to do with the accident, but great, pay for it. They're gonna fix all my shit and I'm excited about that. So I get a rental, much nicer vehicle than my own. Leather seats, all the, all the amenities that I love in my car. I feel like a big dick baller in this vehicle, right? Good for you. I see why niggas get track hawks because this is a lovely car. So, you know, I'm driving to a work event on Friday and, you know, I'm just driving, mind my business raining. I, it's, you know, people are breaking because it's traffic on I-20 and another car fucking rear ends me 
on I-20. And I'm just like, why do people keep hitting me? I'm trying to listen to the new Meg song. I'm like, yeah, doing thought shit. Uh, then skirt, boom. Mm. And I just sat there. Like, you know how, um, like in Bird Box, when she was just at the driving wheel of the steering wheel or like in um, Agatha on goddamn WandaVision, she's just at the wheel, like not moving. Yeah. Came to my window, like, are you okay? I'm just sitting here like, I just got hit again. He was a nice older black man. Um, it was no damage. I just need the bumper back in place. But I'm just like, why? Why? Yeah, that's a lot to happen just back to back like that. Yeah, and like my yeah. had a little like it like jerked a little bit. I'm like, Jesus, what are you trying to say? Do I need, not need to leave the house? So now I'm having like miles. I had like a baby panic attack a little bit because like I was trying to make a left turn. I was trying to go. So Put Shack is a new mini golf place. It's very mm-hmm. cute. I suggest everyone go there. It's off Powell Mill, but they blocked off Northside Drive, like the police. So I had to make a, a detour and I had to make a left turn, but everybody was coming so fast. I'm like, oh my God, they're all going to hit me. So like I started really freaking out. It was just a lot. And I was just like, so that was the thing that was on Friday. So my biggest, what happened? It's car accident PTSD. It's a real thing. I had like, it's a thing. I had to go see a therapist after I got ran over and then hit. It is a, it's a mental thing. Cause at some point it can start to get you. Like people are trying to fucking kill me or like, yeah. I'm just always on the brink of death. And I know you don't want to hear this right now, but it's also two checks that I'm hearing that you were going to be depositing. Cause neither one of those accidents were your fault. So that also helps cope. If you're looking to get like, you know, some minor surgery, some whatever you're looking to do, consider that check cashed, honey. So yeah. if anybody's looking to rear in me, I need a BBL. So I'm looking for something drastic, but nothing major. And you think that's gonna be covered or? Well, no, but I'll use my insurance money to do it. Y'all think if I call the care credit people and be like, please, they'll increase my limit. <laughs> I'm telling you. Maybe, Maybe. Just, like, throw out your back. Probably, probably go do some shot put or whatever that thing on TikTok. Yeah. Maybe to pay for her titties to get done. Shout out to her. She just got her breast done. Granted, she got a reduction, which you can I can see her better medically defending. She was like, my back, it hurts. Period. She got a breast lift. And so shout out to her. Her she's getting her tits lifted to the sky. Lift every tit and sing. Good for her. Okay, so my second joke of the week, if you have internet access in the past two weeks, you have seen this mm. KU bullshit, and I'm so fucking tired, y'all. Like, I made this tweet literally coming home from a party at one o'clock in the morning last Friday because it came on shelf, and I'm like, these bitches just tripping. And I just made a tweet like I be doing, just a fleeting thought, and it went mildly viral that weekend. It was ha-ha, I made it to the, like the little meme pages, cool. But media takeouts, bitch ass, who the fuck is still on media takeout in 2020? Losers. Beyond took that and made it seem like we were trying to cancel the song. And then some other Facebook ass um, place picked that up and made an even more clickbaity ass title. And that has been going viral even further that we're trying to cancel. We petition. And I know in the headline they were meaning the verb but of course niggas are stupid so they're gonna think an actual petition nobody said that shit nobody said that and it's just so annoying when shit gets off of twitter and the nuance and the humor gets erased but i have been getting harassed for like 10 days straight i'm so tired in your dms and stuff no my i'm luckily i cut my dms off months ago you can't dm me on instagram or twitter unless i follow you so that thank god 
but just the amount of tweets the hey mail you seen this i fucking saw it stop tagging me and shit like today i almost blocked so many people that i know and i know they meant well stop fucking tagging me i saw it i saw it i saw it i, I, I seen it. it stop tagging me in that shit like that shit is not cool no more like it's just like haha okay michelle williams replied to it and it's like and you know a point that i wanted to make when i made the tweet which was like that's not necessary None of the members of Destiny's Child have had glimmering dating experiences, okay? So the cater to you bullshit was some bullshit. You know, we got catered to you, but we also got Dirty Laundry by Kelly Rowland. We also got the entire Lemonade album. None of that equals a happy marriage. That shit is some bullshit. And it's not that I won't do anything nice for my boyfriend. I do nice shit, shit for that nigga all the time. I'm just not doing that stupid shit. My life has plenty of purpose with it with that he's at. And I feel like people didn't get the point because pick people me. got the point. People no, got the point. And it's just like the fact that it's getting to like the Kevin Samuels pages is blowing my mind. Like, so now I'm the face of what's wrong with black women now, the modern woman. It's why y'all bitches ain't got no man. Oh. Honestly, Mel, congratulations. These are terrible fucking people. You are their they listen. Well, yes, of course. But that but the, the the volume of bullshit yes. is too much. I know yes. they're idiots, not sure, of course, but it's just like, oh my god. And then I saw fucking Clifford Harris commented on a post with it yesterday, and I wanted to reply so bad. I know that ain't who I think it is. Jail. You're going to jail, you rapey ass nigga. And I wanted to comment. I was just like, my mother has been sending me stuff from Roland Martin. It's just, it's overwhelming. I, I don't think people understand like, oh, man, you famous. Oh, you big time now. I'm being harassed. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm like, oh, I went and followed. Ooh, cute. They may not even, I applied to get verified off this bullshit. I may not even get it. There's no benefit to this bullshit. Now I will never get my fucking Ivy Park box. I'm not getting a birthday <laughs> shout out. I can't go to the Rock Nation brunch. I'm fucking pissed. Beyonce has seen it. I know she saw it. To Beyonce and all of the Destiny Child's members, this is Mel's tweet. This is not a jokes on you podcast. Y'all know that that song. I didn't say I didn't say cancel the song. I just said it was some bullshit. And it is. I'm gonna listen to it, but it's some bullshit. Beyonce make pick me songs all the fucking time. Hey, you have to remember the Destiny Child ladies are TTs at this point to us. Also. So it's just kind of like, just like how our own family members and aunties and cousins and shit, we don't necessarily agree with everything they say. Because I saw the video where T.T. Uh, Shell responded to it, talking about some you mad because you gave your pearls to swine. Everybody gives their pearls to swine sometimes. That's like saying. So why is the assumption that I gave my pussy to swine and not that some, the music sounds great. Lyrically, it didn't age well. Neither did fucking Nasty Gal. Y'all want to talk about other songs? That was That's some hate nasty is about sitting on the block hating y'all had some songs that were not written by you that the misogyny pipeline put together because i you got me fucked up I, beyonce is not time jay-z durag you know how i know this nigga stopped combing his own hair because this bitch refused to tie a motherfucking and beyonce don't even cook performance. and she told us she don't cook not even don't even cook can't she can't so she was lying so everybody agrees cater to you. And that's the thing. Media takeout. And by the way, any of y'all that are getting your gossip for media takeout and not gossip in the city, shout out to Fee, are dirty, dusty bitches anyway. And you're late. Yeah, but that's like eating Parmesan cheese at the little shaker thing. 
Whoa. That's what comedy hype did to me. That's what they do. They'll take something and then they'll call it something else. And now you're getting responses to something you never even said. And that's really what it is. Because nobody's making a petition. Nobody's got them saying cancel the song. And I think that's the other thing with this cancel culture. Because cancel culture isn't actually real. It's all just yelling. Yeah, you are never getting canceled. Never getting canceled. But people think anytime something's getting criticized, oh, y'all trying to cancel? No, it's just getting dragged right now. It's fine. Like when Kirk Franklin cussed his son out, damn, he cussed his son out. Ain't nobody going to stop listening to Brighter Day. But why you cuss that boy out like that? You right. Know I mean? And, that's and it's also it. a problem that you cuss that boy out it like is. that. Like, that's an issue. Call or when J. Cole made that unnecessary ass diss track to no name. Why are you, you like drag right now? We ain't going to cancel in the morning, but you're going to get this drag, baby. You're going to get it. And also, even that, how unfair is it we live in a world where a nigga could be like, I know nothing and I'm a drag a bitch. Like, but it's like all these grown niggas who have come for J. Cole back then. Remember when Drake called out everybody in that one song? Or was it Kendrick? One of them had called out Kendrick. everybody. It was Kendrick. You wouldn't make no diss track for that, Jermaine. But fuck no name he for did. it. She didn't even put a name on. Well, you know, men have different energy for women than they oh, have for, for men. And this whole thing with whatever, like, go, first of all, going viral on Twitter is just an experience because, like, you really start to see, like, the depths of how stupid people can be. And because you're usually surrounded by people who have sense, it's really shocking to be like, oh, man, niggas outside of my circle really do not have no fucking common sense. And it seems, like, naive to not know that, but it's just really, like, a visceral thing when you start going viral because you're just like, ooh, you niggas is dumb. And then on but top it also, of that, it's like everyone's response like, that's why y'all, you ain't got no man. You sound single. I'm not. Now what? And even if I now was, what? why even if I was? At the nigger trophy. We gotta stop. We gotta take that down. Yeah, and, the, and that's not even the end all be all. If I had a man or if I didn't, this shit is still weird and dumb. Having a nigga, we talked about this, what, two, three episodes ago? Having a nigga is not the, that's not the, the tip of the iceberg. That's not the, 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 the gone tell on the mountain. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say, but y'all know what I mean, bitch. So, I'm still, even if I did, I think, let me untie your shoes when you come in house. It's gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? You about to suck my dick? Like, what we doing? What's going on? Listen, Jocelyn Hernandez kissed her nigga's feet. Uh, shout out to Jocelyn Hernandez, ballistic beat. She kissed his feet. On one episode of Couples Marriage, she had did something wrong. She dropped to her knees and started kissing his feet. That was some cater to ass shit. This last episode of Jocelyn's Cabaret, she went skinny dipping butt ass naked in the pool. He came outside and was yelling, got all mad. That bitch continued to skinny dive butt ass naked in the pool. Sometimes you bend, sometimes you don't. And that's just how it works. Some days you'll cater, some days you won't. Maybe you tied his do-rack. Maybe we were trying to cut off the circulation. Who fucking knows? But you know, I do know if I ever did people. some cater to you and shit, I'd be like Miss Sealy, but I'd go through with sl- slitting mr's throat remember that when she was doing this <laughs> she was shaving mr and and she had to be like no miss Seeley, don't do it he <laughs> ain't worth it <laughs> you could also make more though because once you realize people are stupid like the level of trolling that's why when doja cat was first like people were coming and saying she never eats fruit i'm like some things are obviously like trolling like now i don't believe summer walker's trolling anymore at first i was adamant she was just oh no she's no she's dead ass serious that's serious okay but doja cat was playing that sometimes because at first when people do like really stupid shit i just assume that they're trolling the trolls and that's and that's easy to do too because people are so stupid and it's like also people don't understand nuance of things like Mm -hmm. hater to you being nice to your nigga sure be nice to the nigga especially if he's nice to you and worth the damn but my give you my will to you my strength all that shit no i'm not doing it i'm not doing it 
It's kind of like how when gospel music got sexy and you're like, mm, like, does, do people remember when gospel music started sounding like people were talking to niggas and then R&B music started sounding like bitches was talking to God and there was like a, a, a blur there? That yeah. Trinity five seven that thing. Uh, what's his name? Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Tone A. What you say, Lord and Save Savior, Lord? So were you talking to you know a nigga or our Lord and Savior? Yeah, that was a weird time. I didn't like that that perversion because I was um music soul child love so many. That was a gospel song, and that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Because for what that's people make love to that. Yeah, and then that. And you know what? That's that. I'll never forget the day I was in Savannah, Georgia, and it's the God in me came on. In the I was club. just about to start singing that. Pop, it's the God in me. I'm talking about pussy was touching the floor. Pussy was dipped in fucking blue motherfucker. Oh, push. Push. Blue motherfucker <laughs> and I just had to leave. I was like, listen, it's just I'm not even the most devout, but it's just some ways I won't play with God because I don't want to. I don't want him to be like, oh, word, and then serve me my my seat. Your hell papers. Because yes, I just don't be. <laughs> I'm just, I'm tired, bitch. I'm just tired. Stop tagging me in that bullshit. I've seen it. I'm trying to go on the social media fast, but I'm so fucking bored now. I'm so bored. Like I'm over here playing games on my phone, word searches and fucking toy blasts and shit to try to not be on Twitter. Cause every time I get on there, mail this shoe, look what you did, sis. And it's like, some people I don't even know like that. Stop acting like you know me cause I'm viral now, bitch. I don't know you hoe. What's up? No, I'm playing. I'm just want to be somebody, mad at somebody, but I'm just really annoyed. And it's honestly been taking the toll. I had to like, really recharge like yesterday i did not want to get out of bed i'm just gonna watch cold case and watching cold case every day probably is not helping either because i'm ingesting a lot of murder yeah i was watching cold case a lot and then i forget what episode made me feel sick to my stomach but i was like i text you about it i was like that's enough now oh yeah with the little girl and the mom in the window yeah the lady threw herself out the window it was a whole whatever um good ass show though the episode with kiki palmer someone called her a slave and i thought that was very funny but it was in 1939 you didn't get to the episode yet no, I literally stopped watching when that lady threw herself and that baby out okay, the window. Well, watch the Kiki Palmer episode because the shit is good. I'm sorry. Um, but let's press forward, y'all. Let's keep it pushing. Okay, read the first letter and then we'll reset. Okay, yes. So this letter starts off, which I feel like is shade to me. Call me Sam, please. Thanks. I know I'll be fucking calling people by their real name. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm working on it. But this letter is from Sam. It says, hey, I absolutely love your podcast. I literally re-listen to old episodes whenever I need a pick-me-up and a good hearty laugh. Thanks for being unapologetically Black and hilarious. Oh, thank you. It, It says, so my name is Sam. Yeah, let's go with that. I am a bisexual Black woman. I have been out since college, so about six years. I put out in quotations because I have no problem disclosing my sexual identity to people and my friends and siblings know. The only people that don't know are my parents. They're very old fashioned Africans who are very religious, like wake me up in the middle of the night with anointing oil on my forehead, religious. Also, my parents have never made me feel comfortable enough to tell them anything about my personal life. Even when I had heterosexual relationships, I still didn't feel comfortable telling them I had a boyfriend. They... I'm a virgin laughing emoji. So they are clueless about anything regarding my life or lifestyle. Anyways, child, I have been only dating heterosexual men my whole life. Part of it was due to my denial of my true sexual orientation. And another part is due to me being scared slash intimidated. But whenever I would be in a relationship with a man, I would always think in the back of my mind how I could never explore the other side of my sexuality 
or can't help but think that I'm missing out on a same-sex relationship. But dot, 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 I don't even know how to approach a woman. How to even know if they like girls or if they like me. Approaching men is typically very easy because I do not respect them, same. But a woman, a Black woman, I can't use the same approach that I would use for men. So my question is, where do I start? How do I go from dating men to dating women? How do I find women who also like women? Also, how do I approach a girl or get approached? Lastly, will me not being out to my parents hinder me from finding love or acceptance in the dating world? I'm tired of these niggas and just want to finally take the leap and start dating women for real, for real. Hope this wasn't too long, LOL. Thanks, signed Sam. Then there's some addendums at the bottom. It says, clarity components. One, I live in the Atlanta area. Two, I currently live with said religious African parents. Three, I don't plan on coming out to them anytime soon. Four, I'm 27. Five, I'm truly bisexual and not just because these niggas ain't shit. Six, I only want to date black women. Seven, I'm currently in therapy and have put a lot of thought into this. I'm 100% sure about my decision. Eight, I tried the apps and I, capital letters, hate them. And nine, this is not time sensitive. So go ahead and answer whenever y'all can. Okay, so we kind of have broached the whole, like, as far as coming out to your parents, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and I, I don't know if anybody ever tells anybody this, but you actually don't have to. Uh, if you ever decide to, that's on you. Um, do it at your at your most convenience. But to be honest, like, if you decide to go about your life and live your life as your business, like, you, if your parents don't always meet the people you're dating any fucking way. So, I mean, that's, that's on you. As far as approaching women, um, I think the biggest thing you have to do is get out of your head about it. Um, because it's just a fear of rejection. Girls aren't more likely to reject you. It's just a fear because you've never had to jump out the window in that way. So if you go up and just like, hey, I think you're really cool. I'd like to ask, do you like women? I'd like to ask you on a date. Very simple, cut and dry, straight to the point. If the bitch is gay and she's interested, she'll say, sure, I'd love to go on a date. If she's not, she'll say, thank you. And probably, honestly, a lot of these like they're not even straight by curious women they'll probably just fuck you then because they're curious now and they know they've met a gay so the more comfortable you are and confident you get and you could just start going to these gay parties there's gay parties all over there's atlanta lesbian hashtags and parties all over so you do the research go out into these communities and open your mouth there's no secret way to do it if you go through these apps you're going to run into couples who just want to fuck you with your butt stacked and you know whatever so take your ass not out the butt stacking and again and open your mouth well, I want to touch on the coming out to your parents part. My parents are not uh, overly religious because they are heathens, but they are homophobic. Um, and I really don't have a plan to come out to my mother because typically if she's offending me in some way, I could just be like, I don't like the way that you're speaking and she'll stop and I never have to like come out. Uh, but my father has a habit of like seeing that something will bother you like a topic. And then once he sees it bothers you, he will continue saying whatever the hateful thing is just to upset you because he's a child. Um, so over the past couple of months, like we didn't speak for a long time because he said something so incredibly hateful about bisexual people that I was just like, oh, no, I don't need this energy. But then it started getting weird because he's like, I noticed that you don't fuck with me no more. Like, tell me what's going on. So I came out to my dad uh, like a week and a half ago, like two weeks ago, um, and he pretended that he didn't hear me um, and has not brought it up since, has not said anything about it, uh, which is far less hurtful than what I thought was going to happen. Um, so I feel like you coming out to your parents is just depending on what those conversations are like. Like if you feel like you're going to 
want to be in a relationship with a woman and have a family and get married and still want to maintain a relationship with your parents, some shit is going to have to shake. So that's why I said something, because I don't know who I'm going to end up with. And I don't want to have to have a secret marriage and secret grandkids, secret kids for my parents and things like that. So that's why I came out to my dad. So if the way that they speak about people who are gay or bisexual is impacting your life and bothering you and making you feel bad about yourself, I do personally feel like you're going to have to say something. Now, if you have parents that are just like, we don't give a fuck what you do and you just didn't want to bring it up, then that's a different thing. But obviously, if they are very religious, most likely they're homophobic people. Um, and you're going to have to say something depending on where your life ends up. Um, in terms of speaking to women, um, it's just been for me that somehow I have mentioned that I'm bisexual to any woman that I spend time with, like, especially like friends and stuff. So, I mean, that's a part of your identity. I would just, you know, if you got on the topic with a woman, just be like, yeah, I identify as bisexual. You don't even have to be talking about sex or I don't know, stacking butts or whatever the fuck, just say it so that it gives the opportunity for somebody to be like, oh, me too. Also, she's not looking because the thing is here, sure, her the reason I said that is because you can very easily keep friending settling yourself with women. If you are in a space where you were usually dating men and now you're seeking to date women, you can very subconsciously and naturally constantly be putting yourself in a friend zone like yeah i'm bisexual but this is my best friend and like then it never gets anywhere progressively that's why i'm telling her to jump out the window in that way also on a positive note though about coming out i told my parents no one there was no no they really didn't care so i mean but it was a positive you know great for you like who you like kind of thing so i guess um maybe they'll surprise you too so it may not be as bad as you think also there's a silver lining that they might be like first of all we always knew you was eating coochie in your room and thank you for being honest with us and then also i just want to prepare you for this because this is why i haven't told my mom they may not surprise you i a hundred may not i a hundred percent know how my mother would react to me telling her that i've had a vagina in my mouth i a hundred percent know how that's going down so if you do decide to tell them or if you feel like it's beneficial for you to do that in the same way that they could surprise you. They also could fucking not. So, you know, these people. So since you said that you're in therapy and you're trying to protect your mental health and all of these things also mentally prepare yourself that if you say something, it might happen exactly the awful way that you think it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to say something else, but I, I forgot, but just speak up, open your mouth. If you like somebody, you're chatting to somebody, say something. Don't be disrespectful like you would be to these niggas because I get not respecting men. That's my brand. But with women, just be open and honest. Take a bitch on a date or tell somebody you want them to take you on a date. You know how you'd want to be approached by a man. You wouldn't say, hey, yo, bitch. Like, you know that you wouldn't want that. You would just want to be spoken to like a person. So just apply that. Pressure. Yeah. Talk to them like, talk to the bitches like people, bro. <laughs> they love it. The bitches love when you treat them like people. Yeah, and don't be scaring the hoes, man. Like, don't just start with no, like, sexual shit. Yeah, you can't come with that too early, but don't wait too long because then you're going to be their best friend forever and you're just going to be masturbating in your room till you die, which is fine. It's a lifestyle I might get behind. So y'all see that uh, niggas nigged exactly how we thought they would and the baby and Tory Lanez are in a fucking video together and song together. The mm -hmm. baby who Meg carried on her fucking strong ass back. Also... I don't know why this came into my mind. It's because Mel, I saw the tweet, you retweeted it um, about Junior LaBeja. Um, I did not know he did not get paid for Paris is Burning. And I also found it interesting. He had similar sentiments to myself about a couple of the judges on Legendary being judges of Legendary. Yeah, that's, I didn't, I've never watched Legendary because the girls were saying that it wasn't really 
giving with the judge selection, people who are in the community, all this shit. So I was like, I'm not gonna watch it. And do you know, because I've had my name as LaBeja on Twitter for like eight years. And someone tried to clear me because they saw I wasn't watching Legendary. Like, and how dare you have LaBeja in your name and you not watching Legendary, some shit like that. I was like, first of all, who are you talking to? Second of all, I pay attention to what the girls were saying. The girls saying not to watch Legendary. So guess what? I'm not watching Legendary. I watched Legendary to support some of my um, favorite gays. Got to were a part of the show. Shout out to Diwali Sphere, especially. Um, and some other girls that I'm big fans of, like Pack Rat, were on the show. But there definitely is um, the marketing thing. And it hap- it's happening on RuPaul's Drag Race as well. And as a person who used to watch RuPaul when it came on Logo, I remember when it was trifling, messy, and just completely like, whatever and now what they try to clean it even the grand prize i think it was like five thousand dollars at one point maybe 20 and then now you know it's a hundred thousand dollars but what they what they've done with rupaul and like how they try to commercialize it that's what's happening with legendary so there are some cool stories on there there are some cool battles but there is no reason for um the indian woman i don't remember her name not because she's indian because i never knew it i thought she was the lady who was in quantico and that's not her and so her and Megan, I do not understand as judges. And I will never get it. And even sometimes when they're judging things, like they had Tiffany Haddish as a guest judge on Legendary. Actually, her and um, Megan Thee Stallion almost got the hooking. Hmm. And Tiffany is weighing in. Like, I was there in the night. She's making chops that, you know, even that. Because there's there's times on Legendary where people get cut based on the judges. Just one judge can cut you. So when you have judges like Meg or people like Demi Lovato coming in, Adam Levine coming in, fucking Tiffany Haddish coming in and they're making these essential chops for these groups that have come to share this shit for real on stage with y'all it makes it a fucking joke Demi Lovato was part of the reason how T- uh, uh, Tishi was gone you stupid fucking bitch and if I ever see you out I'm gonna smack you right in the eight ball but that's neither here nor there not the eight but yeah Tiffany Haddish was like I was there in the 90s like even if you were there in the 90s as you, you cis heterosexual what? woman what are you but you're saying this to Meg turns to Meg where was you at in 94 Meg said I was born in 95 <laughs> like, not only is she not qualified she wasn't even there I don't like I, I not to disparage like any of her work or any of her success I just don't like that I don't like Tiffany Haddish I'm sorry I, I don't like been there for a very long time until I could not anymore like she Y'all froze her ass on, on Clubhouse this is the comedy co- the, the episode so we might as well delve into the Tiffany Haddish conversation because honestly I no, really he bullied a woman to death so I, I wanted to like her like I want I actively try to ignore stuff the chicken wings on the red carpet shit like I, I and and some of that stuff that I was like okay maybe she's just being herself she's not doing niggerific play she's just being herself but like she's also did you see her Chris Brown Rihanna video you it's just so much shit and let's comedians you should have free license but it's like even on legendary law had to just basically tell her to shut the fuck up speaking. And it's like, it seems like her dealings with people always escalate. Why, why Beyonce had to tell you not to tell her business. Like all of Beyonce's career, we don't know her business that you come along and want to open up your it's shit like that. And just on a work level, like normally w- when there are like very popular, very big, like um, lady comedians on both sides, black comedians, white comedians, whatever the hell, everybody, there's just like a body of work that I can really respect. They're, they're also her, but that's a different thing. I don't even, I just, she's just like the girl that's like asleep on the sorority house lawn. That's a different situation. I really don't even that's consider her like, yeah, but with Tiffany, it's like nothing about anything you have 
going on in terms of a body of work can I be like but she got this though like this I respect or this was good or this was legendary or this will be a classic like I don't feel that way for you to be mean is also ugly if Amy Schumer was the girl to sleep on the yard then Tiffany Haddish was the girl on the bus who was annoying as fuck who had dirty sneakers (laughs) Tiffany Haddish was eating hot Cheetos and drinking Mountain Dew at 7 a.m like you would be like bitch you playing too much like I'm really about to hit you like that that girl you had to tell that and it's, it's disheartening because it's like she's supposed to be like our we're black female comedian. This is what we're supposed to do. And it's like, and, it, and it, for a long time, it really was. But I just got extremely disappointed with the things that she was putting her energy and her platform into. And it's like, I can't, I can't defend it anymore. Before I was like, y'all give me, Tiffany had such a hard time, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like the, the hotels on Clubhouse and, and bullying the doctor lady and the stuff that's going on in Ethiopia and, and Tigray. I don't know how to say it for real. But it's like, this what you put your money and platform behind? Honestly, and I do, I will say, I appreciate that she started to shift away from stand-up to putting people that in positions to share their stand-up. Because sis, even if you just want to look at it on a professional level, and I know everybody has bad shows, whatever the case may be, you coming out onto the stage fucking blitzed with nothing for these people. And then I can, it's one thing I don't respect. I have no problem with a comedian that bombs, all comedians bombs. I cannot respect no nigga that does not acknowledge when they bomb. That shit to me is some whack ass bullshit that a lot of comedians have a problem with. It's niggas that open their mouth and be like, oh, well the crowd, oh, well the whatever. Listen, I don't give a fuck if we are in the pits of hell. If you get on mic and the shit didn't work out, you bombed. That's it. So she also, even on a professional level, was like trying to gear away and shift away from that, which to me is like, you have been doing comedy a long time. So more than anybody, there's just an um, expectation of you as a professional. I've had, I talked about the show where I almost got, where I got booed all the fucking time. That shit happened. So it's not even that. It's the refusal to just be a person. And then on top of that, um, I don't think stand up is funny. And I'm willing to just come forward and possibly ruin my career and say that on the platform. I don't. I mean, it's funny. not possibly you being famous, you're not above critique. I have a drinking problem i've been drunk on stage before you gotta learn how to do that shit and still do your set straight the fuck up that's what you gotta do that's professionalism and don't nobody even really like to be paying me for comedy most of the time yeah you i be drunk me get bombing for free public humiliation zero dollars like we we bombing for nothing for pity. do we have humiliation kings yeah all comedians do and i know what bombing is like at first, like the day of the bomb, like now nah, it was just my allergies. It was, but oh, it's like, it's like I bomb. It's cool. Right after you come off the stage, you're having a crisis of self, so you may not be able to acknowledge your bomb right then yeah. because you are internally dying. Okay, and the niggas are coming up to you trying to dap you with these faux ass good jobs. I know my job that I did wasn't good because I would have came on the stage electric. I would have been sizzling. Ooh, I you know how you do good. Like again, I just keep on having nightmares of hell yeah. But it's just honestly, it's just the hell yeah, and then they don't me it just don't give with that audience but i know i'm not terrible you just had a bad night bitch and the audience wasn't fucking with you and that's okay and that's it that's all niggas i understand though because sometimes with i've realized with getting younger people to come to comedy shows the fear is because a certain that, that's why hell yeah is such a cool room the people from the ages of 21 to about 30 do not really just come to stand-up comedy shows. That is not this usually older people that you see in these comedy clubs and shit like that. That's just a Fendi fact. Hey, unless you have your DC Young Flies or your 85 Souths or somebody like that coming in town, for the most part, they're not that young. So when you have these shows that are for younger people, it's even more of a pressure because you're not just performing for yourself. It's like, bitch, I'm doing this for the name of comedy because some of these people watch this. Oh, I enjoy comedy. Maybe I'll go to a comedy club and you put that fucking mental pressure on. And then also some of them, because they've never been to a comedy club, really are just like, 
I'm gonna get fucked up and I think I can just talk and be funny too. So I'm gonna just do whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's even with older people, you have that. So it's like a um and I, I with black people with the difference between black rooms and white rooms. I feel like black people go on comedy and y'all bitches better be funny and I ain't gonna laugh. It's like and niggas come to comedy shows to not laugh. Yeah, like, why do you even have this attitude, bitch? I'm at work. This is my job. Like, don't come up here giving me a hard time. I don't come to got them TJ Maxx and come fuck with your line. Leave me alone and my got them job. You gonna laugh? Laugh. But don't come in here trying to be Bernie Mac in the audience and shit, bitch. Don't come in here trying to be Nut Professor Part 1 with Dave Chappelle and shit. Don't be doing that bullshit. Don't come in here to not laugh. You pay $20? Black rooms make you a better comedian, though. Black rooms are where you have to go to, like, really work on your shit. Because if it's funny there... You know, though, and my, not to mind you, some people think that white rooms are just so easy and people don't bomb. I don't watch niggas hang themselves in white rooms too. So if it's not funny, it's not funny. But I do think because black people are so bitch, you better be motherfucking funny that especially in your early parts of doing comedy or even everybody, there's white comedians that run from black rooms, white comedians that run from black rooms. I think you have to go because like there's going to be times where you don't have control of a crowd, no matter who it is. And it's a good fucking practice in your quick wit responses like that shit is the shit is practice like it shit is people people really think niggas just get up and say words my dog they really but, don't think it's oh. anything too like i talked to a lot of people when i started doing comedy and like so you write stuff down so you write your jokes down like and then when i say yeah they're like oh you a fraud like nigga do you know the best of the best the cats and the calves and they got their mic apps and the dion calls hey boo all of them they write that shit down and the, and the yeah, dion my pen works when you get right my pen Per, but when you get up high, you get writers, nigga. This shit ain't. They think niggas go up there for an hour and talk off the top of their head, nigga. I've been saying this same three, seven, fifteen jokes for a year and a half, which is so crazy because a lot of the comedy that people like, quiet is kept, is written by black women and performed by black men. Mm. Straight up, it is. Or so a lot of white men, white men writing for black men as well. It's a lot of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of that, and, then, um, and you know that gets little tricky and weird but it's a lot that's the thing people don't realize like your most authentic versions of these like entertainments are these up-and-coming people because after this niggas get a team <laughs> after this this is a collaborative brand it's not just me by myself you want to see me by myself you should have caught me when i was at the lap of skull baby when i was combing my own hair and telling my own jokes um <laughs> put out y'all i ate one of my mom's cookies <laughs> did you just get a text message about a cookie you about to be without a home. I know she's <laughs> I can't I can't put out. Oh, my stuff is not missing. It was so delicious. I was just telling y'all about the cookie. It was so good. She's like, I after I gave you my that. body, after I gave you my home, I can't <laughs> you know, my cookie. She said, I gave you life. <laughs> like, and you steal from me? Because it's theft now. You know I told her I was going to get the cookie. I said, mom, I'm on my period. I'm, I'm going to eat one of your cookies. And she just texted me. I see so you asked with my cookies. I told you. I was going to eat. And I put because it in my you food. announced the thievery doesn't make it she more palatable. You thought I was got to be drunk. But I walked she by obviously. her room on my way up back back upstairs with the cookie in hand. Like, you know that little picture of Jack Jack when he had the lollipop? That's how I walked by her room with the cookie. <laughs> she said, I didn't believe it really was that she on a diet. Girl, what have I ever not cheated on a diet? Exactly. Like, when have I been faithful? When did okay, you know me to be faithful? Of, I'm sorry. This is totally off topic and not what we're talking about. But since I said cheat on a diet, did y'all see that video of India and Dirk when she said she cheats on her, like, diet? Yes. He puts, like, a fake gun to her head. And niggas was like, oh, my God, they so cute. Like, goes. It was very cringy. Y'all need, I don't know if it's daddies, mamas, grandmothers, or what, or a church home. But ladies, come on. Come on, they Gen need Z. probation officers. The doors to the church are open, Gen Z. We need, come on. 
Come but on I remember our very like, because I think every young generation goes through this like super ghetto era. Ours just so happened. Well, not mine because I'm 20. What was ours? But let me, let me separate myself. For those of you that are like 30, y'all super ghetto shit. That was crunk juice era. You didn't won't do shit when niggas were playing music to shoot and fight. That was that. So now theirs, because they everything amplifies, you know what I'm saying? Now they're like, how can we outdo those niggas? So like put a gun in her mouth in the video and then be like cock a pow and make that the dance. And now we all do that to our bitches at the parties. It's just like your little sibling trying to outdo you on some shit you already did. I'm just trying it's to figure out okay, when did the goals get to this point? When did that become okay? Who's our who's our hood goals? I don't remember. We didn't even really have none. We liked the people from the movies. Like we like liked Hernandez and Brianna. That's what you know, I had. there was a phase. There was a there's the boys in the hood when all those movies were coming out and people were watching them at the, like even older and a, after they were not new anymore, I guess you would say, and they were still being inspired in that way. And then it changes like this little hood rat shit is coming back around because after that it was the white boy, black boy shit. Um, and so, you know, there was that period of time. Then, you know, they did the, um, shit, shit, it's been, then we was cowgirls. We've been bikers. We was gender bending. They, thems just a couple weeks ago. And now we fucking the shooters, bitch. Like we really just keep hopping um, around. That's why I don't, I, throw my, don't throw no clothes away. I stumbled upon ghetto Instagram today and apparently King Von has a baby on the way. Yes. And, and the baby. King Von, the, the dead man. R.I.P. Yes. yes. And I'm trying to see. Did he get this girl pregnant the day he died? Because how was she doing August? Like that is, he had just got her pregnant. She was like yes. two minutes pregnant when yes. he died. Oh Lord. Asian doll speak on it. And that's what girl, like that girl is beans for brains. She is a maraca. No, Jesus. Yeah. Asian doll is not a smart, not a smart girl. Beautiful girl. They shouldn't have put all them teeth in her face, but very Nice. I would also like to say the name Asian Doll is right up there with Mulatto. Like I just oh, it and it's, it's Mulatto. Right, it's right Mulatto. Yeah, it's just ignorant. And, and she's not Asian at all. That's the real problem. At least Cuban Doll is Cuban. Is that there, is Asian and Asian Doll the same girl? Hundred percent nigger. Asian Doll Wait, is what? an Asian of a doll. It's a black Barbie made in China. Is Asian Debrat and Asian Dadal the same person? Yes. Yes. She changed her name. She used to be Asian Doll, but then at one point all the dolls were beefing because it was like there's a cash doll, there's a Cuban doll, there's a whatever. So she changed her name. Isn't there a dream doll or something? Exactly. So there was a doll beef, period. So she was like, Y'all bitches is dolls. I'm a brat. So she went by Asian Debrat, but now she's back to Asian Doll because nobody was calling her Asian Debrat. That's stupid because we already have Debrat. Exactly. You think you're about to have us say three words for your name? And I've met Debrat. She would not be cool with that. Bitch, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. She, so the bitch that Debrat bust in the head and went to jail for years, she went to FAMU. I think it was in Tallahassee at that. Or maybe it was in Atlanta, but... The Debrat is a grown-up hip-hop with her queen, and they look so happy, by the way. Shout out to... And she was talking about that. I cannot believe it was a bitch from FAMU that got busted in the head, but I can't believe it. We're everywhere, you know? We're like Ray J. We're just a part of all parts of history and pop culture. There's a rattler somewhere. Speaking no, of rattlers, did you see K. Michelle's face? She looks good. But she I'm, looks good, but you can't be mad that you get a new face and then people be like, who is this? I'm going to act like when I get my face done and people are like, Lauren, you look completely different. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? My only thing is she's now Mulatto. Is, is Keisha Cole Mulatto? Oh, not Keisha Cole. Is, um, what's that girl? Is K. Michelle Mulatto now? She's several shades lighter than what I recall. Um, been like light skinned, but this is just come on, it's egregious. 
Well, you I would say that if you, just to be fair, and I, I know that this is me, like, I don't want to be like devil's advocate because I'm certain she did something to lighten her skin. My skin has appeared lighter over the years. Just as I've aged, my skin has looked lighter. So I know that that's possible. Because if you look at pictures of me from like 2016, 2015, 2014, I'm a completely different skin color. Well, we saw K. Michelle just recently in the past few years when she was fighting with her IV plugged in on Love and Hip Hop and she was brown. She got light skin after she had to take that ass out of her ass because it was falling down the back of her fucking thighs. And so now she has to be a face queen because that body is toe to fuck up. I'm sorry. This is messy, but it's the truth. And fuck K. Michelle for all the little fucking messy ass bullshit you've done to the gays. Fuck you, bitch. And your new face is cute, but fuck that face too. And your booty is still weird. It's still weird. It's still running around like a fucking ball in a sock. Loose. Loose as a goose. I just feel like if you get something very, because like for me, like I'm getting the stomach shaved off. Like I don't care how it happens. It's going what down. Stomach? Huh? The what stomach that I have on my body. I'm getting it shaved off. And when I do, and my waist is 19 inches, I can't reasonably expect people to not be like, you look good, but what happened? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like you have to be more transparent. Like, if I'm going to do this drastic thing to my face and body, I don't have to say what I did, but I have to acknowledge that I look different. I will acknowledge what I, that I look different, but I will say what the, the Kardashians and Jenner say, and I'll say I went through puberty. I'm going to get a non-invasive job, and I'm going to I'm 24. I am 24. Thank you. Well, I really look like conceited. Look. <laughs> I am 24. Y'all, when you I was- You do look like him. I swear to God, I was going to pick 26, but me and Ka- I cannot be the same age as Cash Doll. Y'all need to start thinking about your industry ages while you're fucking okay, playing. Okay, so people going to be mad because you have kids now. They're going to be like, you had a kid at 10? Basically, that's almost my true story. People are going to do that math, Lauren. That's the same with K. Michelle. You're telling people you're yeah, 30. I had kids I was a teenager when I got pregnant the first time. This really isn't that much different. The blind it's that much different, Stink. It's not. It's not. My mom had her baby when she was 10, 12, some shit like that. It's some country shit. You know what I'm saying? But we scream. Did I have a fever dream that you told me your mom was born at the vet or did I make that? My mom was born at the veterinarian's office. That she was. She was. That's crazy. Tally, you know, Mel, I don't know how old you guys are, but if you guys want me to be the youngest member of the podcast, that's something I'm willing to start saying to everyone. Um, okay. Um, that's fine. Sure. I enjoy getting older and then, cause like I was out for some unexplained reason and there were a lot of young bitches around and I was asked my age and I had a choice. I could have lied. I thought about it. I said, I'm gonna lie to these young bitches. They're obviously young. They all had on that crisscross shirt with the underwire and the titties out. Mm-hmm. I had on a dress. It was a whole situation. I'm like, these hoes are young. I'm going to lie. And I said, you know what? Obviously, I'm not young because I just pulled a compact mirror out of my purse and blotting papers. Yeah. So I'm not young. At I least said, you're not red sponge old yet, though. Yeah. Right. I'm not red sponge old. So I said, I'm 28. Young bitch next to me goes, you look good. I said, what do you think I'm supposed to look like? Exactly. What am I supposed to look like, young bitch? <laughs> no, I knew I was becoming an old bitch. I had did this event and we were talking. I was talking to the bitch. She's like 19. Ugh. And she was like, how old are you? I said, 25. It's like two years ago. She was like, oh my God, you're 25? I'm like, all right. All right. The only reason I have an industry age is because I was at a comedy show. There was an Asian woman there. um, And they assumed she was younger than me because she's Asian. 
And I was like, I know Asians. This woman is not younger than me. So she pulled me aside and told me her real age, which was in her late 30s and her industry age was 25. And she was like, yeah, girl, um, you got to get you an industry age. So I said, you're 25. Well, the bitch, I'm 26. And then that's when I thought about cash doll. And that's when I started to be 24. But it has nothing to do with other humans. It was just, I can't believe they thought it. Just because she's Asian, y'all think that she's just. Is it racist to say Asian don't raisin like we say black don't crack? It doesn't. Listen, Asian people have three stages. Newborn baby. And then they have their like regular age. They're going to look until they are fucking old as fuck. And then that's the last stage. Like there's no, you either look like the tree from Pocahontas or you look great. Like there's no, there's no, there's no, it's like a sim. Like there's no fucking real transition. They just bubble up one day and they're the next baby kid. It's like like baby skin, great skin, old as fuck, but they be smoking hella cigarettes and looking young for their whole life. So I don't know, man. It's their diet. It's that there's not a lot of cheese, dairy and shit in there. Um, I've never looked young though, so it's also difficult for me to lie about my age. Like I have, I look young, like in the fact that like I don't look like an old bitch, but like I have a mature spirit. So it's like nobody will believe that me now making lasagnas, buying orchids, and going to Joanne Fabrics is twenty three. Nobody's believing that. Nobody believed it when I was twenty three. So because you know. Tell me you 23 and you got a crock pot. I'm like, bitch, you care way too much about your future to be 23. I have five crock pots. Yeah, Who's I would be like, she's 40. she's 40. The fuck you need five crock pots? Because if I want to slow cook multiple things at one time, I don't want one of my crock pots held. You know how long it takes to slow cook shit? Well, how many? Like, I mean, you take the multiple slow cook shit. I make pulled pork, I make pulled chicken, I make roasts, all kinds of shit. So you a Fox Brothers barbecue? You just a barbecue shop? Like, like how ladies a chance. The heterosexual girls that are fighting for a nigga, they don't have one crock pot yet. And you have five crock pots of which to shuffle. Give them a chance. Well, one is a little crock pot for like dips and fondues and and things of that nature. It's a tiny one. Girl. You definitely want to be 23 talking about no goddamn fondue. That's yeah, definitely not it. <laughs> we want motel. Like on Put the motel on the stove, bitch. Put the- Rotel is really fondue. And, and like, bitches still eat it with Doritos because they get them. Rotel is hood fondue. I am bitches because some Doritos is some listen. You know, I I may be elitist about a couple of things, but one thing I'm definitely elitist and I won't deny some fucking Doritos with the Rotel. I hate it so bad. Why? Because how you go cheese on cheese? Ugh, I hate it so much. Y'all be doing a cool ranch. You better know it. At least stay on 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 topic. Uh, you need. I eat no Cool Ranch Dorito. I think okay. So my only like thing, I guess I'd be too bougie for. It really bothers me when people call macaroni and cheese something that is not a macaroni noodle. It just oh really- my god, they be having the spirals. They be having spaghetti in that bitch. It's not a cheese pasta. Because you know what, niggers though, when you make like a macaroni and cheese style meal and you call it the actual pasta, most of the time you get made fun of. So if I make a mac, if I make a pasta dish a la macaroni and cheese, but I use cavatappi and I say this is cavatappi and cheese, now I'm getting flamed for the rest of the evening because yeah, I said cavatappi. Yeah, I'm telling you, I know different. I'm making because no, because I said it's a cheese pasta. You said cavatappi. That's why you're getting flamed. We're 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 saying two different things. I said cheese pasta. That shit you said sounded really expensive, but I really don't like it's, it's through corkscrew looking with. Yeah, and if it's not double baked in its way, it's not macaroni and cheese either. That is cheese soup featuring noodles. So let's yeah. just names. 
Yuck. Um, okay, back to the topic at hand because we got, we got off task yet again. So, um, so what are your favorite black sitcoms of all time? Top five. Go. The Jamie Foxx show. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, you said top five? Yeah. Um, okay. And I like I really watched, I would say I'm gonna go by favorite by what I spent the most time watching. Oh, and also this applies to what I had access to. Um one on one's definitely gonna be in there for me. Also, the proud family is gonna be in there for me. And um Maxine Shaw turning all the single is gonna be in there for me. That's three I can think of off top. Oh, girlfriends, that's four. I will say, oh, you got one more. Go ahead. Fresh Prince. That was easy. Okay. All right. For I me. I'll say the Jamie Foxx show. I love Jamie Foxx, super fan of Jamie Foxx, even though I don't know where we landed on if he hit that lady in the head with his dick or not. I don't know what happened with that. Huh? We didn't get verification. And yeah, we, we never. No, we did not get feedback. Yeah, that just kind of seemed to disappear. And it seems like if he were to be an assaulter, that seems on brand for like what I would believe he would do. Uh, so I don't know. But I would say I love the Jamie Foxx show. I love Jamie Foxx. Um, I love my wife and kids. Love, 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 love my wife and kids. Um, I don't remember the name of it. It's just so deeply ingrained in my memory from childhood. What was that show where Lisa Ray and uh, Gina's ex-husband were co-parenting? Huh? Oliver. All oh, of they us. had the little boy. All yes, all of us was so good. That little boy was so cute. You look him up that right now. Ruin your evening. Yeah, don't look him up. And then um, also, oh, no, I no, enjoyed one on one, especially when Brianna and them got grown. Most people don't mm-hmm. like it, but when they got older, like I really enjoyed that. Um, and does even though it's kind of problematic in some ways, does Proud Family count as a black sitcom? I don't think it's That's a problem, but how is it problematic. Just kind of just like some of the themes in there are problematic, just like about the darker skin characters being like more ghetto and then the gross sisters being dark and ashy and just it's just a lot going on. There was some problematic shit, though. I would like to say most of the thieving ass bitches I know historically were also ashy. Now, I'm not <laughs> making a relationship between ashy and death, but I'm saying for my personal history, all that bitches was ashy. So. Um, OK, my top. Mm. Moesha. Well, we should have Parkers. I'm going to put that as one. because The Parkers! Sister, Sister, Fresh Prince, Everybody Hates Chris. That was good. Um, Something that y'all haven't already said. Um, Damn. I'm trying to think. Something that wasn't already said. I'm trying to blank. I guess I just, I'm not going to put Martin because I don't, I can't quote Martin like that, honestly. Um, Fuck. I don't know what my last one's gonna be. I wanna sub the Lisa Ray show out for the Parkers. Okay. Martin, I used to watch there's a time period though where I just stopped watching it completely. I don't know what happened, or maybe it was just me, but Martin and I like fell off. Like I never saw actually how that show ended. Fun fact, my mother went into labor with me while watching Martin. Hmm. Fun fact. My mother went into labor after throwing a candlestick at my father. Good for her. Well, that'll do it. You know, any kind of, I went into labor with Jay watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And you really had a kid like recently. Yeah, like like, granted RuPaul's Drag Race has been on for a minute, like a long minute. It was just on Logo, but yes, I was, um, and my mama thought I was trying to get out of going to church Sunday morning. I was like, my water broke. She was like, you just don't want to go to church. Oh, (laughs) that's a good thing. Martin, for me, I 
I think as a, a little black girl, um, I got tired of seeing like Pam be the butt of ugly jokes. And I never really like got over that. And people always are like, well, they joked with each other. Like they went back and forth. It was one of the most blatant pop culture lies I had ever seen that y'all are going to keep calling this lady ugly to our faces, knowing that she's fine as fucking frog's hair. So as a kid, I'm looking at this and I'm like, it's got to be because she's dark. It has to be that that's the reason why these jokes are going this way. And it just made me really detach from Martin as a comedian. And it made me detach from that show. So that means everybody on set and in the writer's room was like, yeah, we're going to say Pam ugly. I, what, what, I wonder what that did for her self-esteem. The people that wrote and worked on Martin, there was some like tension on the set with them as well. Like they were no, not. Martin was fucking terrible. He's calmed down, obviously, and something's off about him. I don't know if he's been lobotomized or what, but that nigga was a wild nigga back in the day. Look at what he did to Lark Voorhees. Some other light skinned lady he was dating. He was harassing Gina, but that's still up for debate. I don't know if she forgot about it for the check or she left Dwayne and can like be with him now. I don't know, but it was some weird show going on that the he had that psychotic break slash overdose, whatever the fuck in LA around that time. He was a wild nigga. He was doing all kinds of shit on that set. So it was like beat somebody up. Like, well, not beat somebody up, but he like abused an extra or something that I read about. Like he was doing something weird with Chris Martin or somebody like that. He mm-hmm. was doing some weird shit. So like back in the 90s, mm-hmm. nobody was saying shit. So it was a lot. I mean, the fact that Gina and him and no scenes together for the whole last season or last couple episodes, like it was some shit going on on Martin. But then again, Will Smith had his bullshit too on Viv. And the fact that they even cleared that up um, on TV last year, I was like, that's huge. Because she better than me. And I didn't know she was pregnant for real during all of that and all the stuff that she was going through. And she has not worked for real since. Now she's like on pose and stuff, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite comedy specials? Um, I forget the name of it, but Cat Williams in the Green Jacket is my favorite. Um, part one. It's slipping my mind. I'm hungry and I haven't had any alcohol, so I'm in a bad mood. Um, but Green Jacket Cat Williams is my one of my favorite comedy shows. Um, comedy he specials. does uh, Think Think, that, that one. Yes. That's, that's a different one, though. No. That's not the same one. Green poor, poor little the team is, is pimping, pimping. Green jacket is don't worry, I'll wait. Yeah, that's the first one. Okay. It's yeah. pimping pimping is like oh wait. Cause that's when he had the black shirt, silver tie. Cause mm-hmm. I had all these on bootlegs, so I know the difference. Yeah, black shirt, silver tie, isn't it a every day I'm hustling, hustling? That's the one that's, no no no, that's um the one he was on tour with Lunell and Red Fox and Melanie Camacho. Oh yeah. Those are three different ones. But they all hit. He went bop, bop, bop. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, and you know, his take on cancel culture was honestly very refreshing to hear because you have the Chappelle's and the Kevin's doing these dumbass non-apology tours, but then you have Cat Williams of all people who has a very violent and ridiculous and drug-filled past having the most sensible answer to cancel culture. It was very refreshing to see. He's a smart, 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 smart man. And it's often a thing that happens where people because you have personal issues or you have personal demons or addictions or whatever, they want to equate that to you being stupid or not knowing anything. And it's absolutely not the truth. These other comedians that are like his, I would say like peers or like classmates routinely only go up to defend their right to be awful. A lot of their comedy is like, I want to defend my right to do whatever the fuck in my personal life, say whatever I want to say. Other awful men, I want to defend their right to be awful. And you look at somebody like Cat Williams and it's easy to like disparage him. And what what was that comedian that got, 
I think it was Kevin Hart that was talking about him having like a drug problem. And you know what I'm saying? Like saying that that was like an issue with him and his success and things of that nature. And it's just like, no, you, the two are not connected. Well, I can say well, I know someone who Cat Williams personally harmed because he was doing wild shit. That nigga's wild. So when the Wanda shit came up, he was like, oh, she was asking for it. I was like, no, that nigga's crazy. Like when her husband put a gun out on Cat Williams, I was like, I get it. Because I know that nigga's a nutcase. But when he's sober, he's lit. Like he's lit. You know, he's doing like, I feel even with the, um, because I don't think he was completely sober when he did that thing with Wanda and all that shit. Cause like he was just saying shit, nigga was running with it because it was Cat Williams. Like nigga, your hair is not nineteen inches long with no perm. Like what are you talking about? I'm looking at your hair right now. I'm looking right yeah. at you. What are you talking about? You don't have the best selling DVD of all time. That's not even the truth. That's not even like a real stat. But when you write, I'm with you when you write though. I'm with you. But um, my favorite comedy special is Eddie Murphy, Delirious. Is that red leather suit? That's red. Yep. Yes, that's red leather. I enjoyed that too. Red one. I remember um, watching that the first time, like when you know when Comedy Central used to do that late night when it would be uncensored. I'm up, up at like 12 years old, like, yeah. This is that shit. My favorite comedy special is Killing Them Softly by Dave Chappelle. I um that was the first uh somebody stand-up special that was on my iPod. And I used to listen to it on the bus and crack up. And I also watched it frequently. So it was like, I think that was the first special. I was really like, yo, I want to do this. Like. I love this nigga. It's problematic oh. as he can be sometimes. My king. But you know what? I forgot to mention one. My other favorite is Paul Mooney, uh, Jesus is Black. So is Cleopatra, Know Your History. And I really want to address this because I feel like people was like, this bitch is a hypocrite because she's wishing this rapist to rest in peace. The nigga, I didn't find that out to two years ago. The nigga been my hero since I was like 14. The man has been half dead for like four years and they was dragging that man half dead on the road and have at the comedy theater and shit. The nigga didn't even know where he was. Like he gave me his autograph in 2017. He was scribble scrabbling just like this. Oh shit. Scribble scrabbling his signature. Like he didn't even know he was here. So it's like, how can I cancel a man who's already canceled himself? I don't even know what to do. But I just wanted to say that and clear my name of like I'm entertaining this or whatever. Shit, what am I supposed to do? The man's... Um, crazy like when um because he had dementia and yeah. that's like a really like it's a couple of things you can perform through like dementia does not seem like one of those things where I would should be giving you a microphone and and, and, and tasking you with performing with crowds so it's like even that like yo people will really work you until your fucking yeah yeah pandemic, they would have still had him working he was just on stage and just talking he wasn't he didn't have no set he would be up there mm-hmm. right now sitting in the chair and Bucking just up his legacy. Because for some people, they're going to sit here and be like, oh, he fell. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's all because of this. And I don't know why this randomly made me think of Ray J and why he was on the scene of Whitney's death. But now, for some reason, that's back on my spirit. And they were next, dating. I don't care, Melanie, because that doesn't weird, matter. but they were dating. I still don't understand that. He was beating the Doonies down of mother. Don't talk about Whitney Houston like that. Now, I will <laughs> not buy that shit. Now, I don't care what Whitney did. I don't care what Nippy did. You won't disrespect her like that. Well, I do, but her and Ray J was hunching. I have you will to- not disrespect Whitney Nippy Houston by talking about her doing me so Now, that shit I will not abide. You see the picture of Ray J in her fume. He was towed up. That was his yeah. woman. You have 15 Whitney documentaries, and they all stop right before Ray J. They're like, we're not. Because you know what, you have to get into how weird it is that like Whitney Houston was Brandy's almost everything. Can you imagine being Brandy finding out that I tweeted the other week? 
Whitney is fucking your brother? Your baby brother? Your hero is fucking your baby brother. Your favorite things in the world, men will come and put their dick in it. The fairy godmother is fucking D-Money? Like, I have a baby brother, and I have a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Please. You don't need to say who your hero is, because that might be the little piece he needs to get on. I'm not, but I have a baby brother and I have a hero, and I don't need that shit. That would fuck that. <laughs> I have a brother, he's older, but he's not even a baby, but still, if he, I'm glad I, I, would, I would look at my hero differently. If I had a brother, I'm sure he would be trash. So I don't even want to think of my hypothetical brother fucking. I don't fucking know. Um, who is my hero? <laughs> Tiffany Pollard. So it would just be. Well, no, Tiffany. Tiffany down for a good time. She that would fuck your brother. brother. Might fuck my brother now. All right, we gonna wrap up. What y'all want to do? Uh, we can go ahead and wrap this bitch. Y'all have been tremendous. We love you guys. Comedy's <laughs> yes. This is the comedy. We talked about comedy and shit. Please live tweet. Please tweet the tweet the tweeters. Please tweet the quotes and all of that. We love y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.